Welcome to the Lighthouse Podcast, a resource created by Lighthouse Family Retreat to strengthen families that are living through childhood cancer. You will hear stories from families, educational information on childhood cancer, and most importantly, we will encourage your family during this journey. Hello, everyone. It's good to be back with you this week. Um, Christy, we are in the middle of Christmas season, and uh, and just I, I want to go there because okay. it's just fun to go there. Christmas season is a big deal for you. You've got tons of trees. I do. You have to have a tree per room. It's kind of the what that's what you're looking for. So when you walk in every single room, there's Christmas. Holy moly, a tree per room. Yes, and I don't even want to get into how many rooms you have in your home. Um, we are slowly catching you. We don't have a tree per room, but we have since knowing you. Yes, I've been a great influence. Yeah, we I have feel. added trees in our house where we have now multiple. Yes. So it's not a tree per room, but Come we do on, have people. We yep. do have multiple. Um, one of those is a real one. We do one real tree and then the rest are uh, are not real. They're they're the, the fake uh, trees that we can put up uh, around the house. So um, thank you for sharing that. I just love talking about Christmas. Christmas season is just so much fun. Um, so hey, folks, if you are following along in our Advent calendar, it is the 15th of December. And today, your activity is to um, share and highlight uh, a, anything that was a uh, an accomplishment this year. And for us, the Advent calendar is actually our accomplishment this year. This is our first time doing it. So I hope you are having a great time if you've got it and going through it with your family. Um, we have uh, been doing that, and it's been a lot of fun uh, as a family. Um, so Christy, it's also a great day when we get to sit down with some great friends. And so we're here today with Cliff and Tracy Atfield. As parents, uh, they have been where you guys are, and that's traveled the journey uh, that some of you are currently on. And they're going to take uh, some time to share uh, really what helped connect them as a family uh, through this. And so we're going to step into some time with Cliff and Tracy. Cliff and Tracy, so excited to be sitting with you guys. Um, Christy and I, obviously, we know a ton about your story. We're big fans of you guys. Um, Y'all have been serving with us at Lighthouse for years. Uh, But not everybody listening knows your story. So let's start there. Why don't you guys give us a little bit of background about you, your family, and just a little bit of uh, the story that got you to why we'd want to sit down with you. Why don't you start? I'll go way too long. Okay, that's probably true. (laughs) (laughs) We know how this works. Yes. So Cliff and Tracy Atfield, um, we have two kids. We have Kirsten is 23, and she is married to Spencer, and they live in California. And Trey is 21. He's a senior in college, which is crazy to think about. So we are relatively empty nesters, um, which is really fun, honestly. And empty nesters with kids that, this may sound funny or weird. Weird, I don't know, but you can go out and have a drink with and just enjoy, and it's all legal and no that big deal. Weird. Have a glass of wine. Was it weird? That was weird the yeah. first time. Yeah, it's great, but it was weird. Yeah. But it is fun. I mean, they're just at a super fun stage right now, and I don't know why, but we just got a new puppy, and so when we're empty nesters, and then we just like you just saddle started, ourselves yeah. again. To take care. Yeah. So now you can't you know? just pick up and leave. Exactly. Yeah. So that was a really good idea uh-huh. that we should have done. But anyway, so that's where um, that's kind of where we are right now, uh, life stage wise. Um, Trey was uh, diagnosed when he was six with acute lymphoblastic leukemia, so ALL. And so that was our initial connection into Lighthouse. So Trey was six at the time, Kirsten was eight. Gosh, that's crazy to think. Uh, 21, so yeah. 15, 15 years, years ago. ago. Yeah, 15. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy. It's been a while now. Hmm. So, and that's what I think part of him being in college now, and I mean, Christy, you know what this is like. Of You're like, yeah. oh my gosh, like, 
we're, he's doing he's this. A, yeah. Yep. You know? And so yeah. it's really exciting. And he's doing great. He is. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's awesome. And he's at the same, it's still Sanford. 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 Junior? Senior. Senior. So senior. He's going to do a master's, so he's going to stay one extra year. Okay. But, but yeah, he'll actually graduate with an accounting degree. <laughs> Darn overachiever. <laughs> Gosh. Accounting. So sort of following in your footsteps, you were, because you, you mentioned earlier, you're a finance major. I was finance, but she was actually accounting. Oh, so you were accounting. Yeah. Really no following much career. more close to, wow. to mom. Yep. How about that? I did mm-hmm. not know about that, that about yeah. you. That's new to me. It's true. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So do you do you do your own taxes? Um, I do, but TurboTax is amazing. Yeah. Because <laughs> so, I've never done taxes. Like, that's yeah. not my thing, but... Yeah. Folks, um, you guys are listening to the tangents that are going to happen the entire time here. <laughs> and Katie's uh, making notes of where to edit. We are so comfortable and love the Atfields. We'll just go on all kinds of crazy tangents. So that's not relevant to why uh, we're here, though. Um, so tell us about just the process of um, when you guys got diagnosed, because you weren't here. No. Because we're, um, yeah. we're in Atlanta. Um, you weren't here yet. Correct. Yeah, we were in Dallas, Texas at the time, so we lived in Dallas. And um, Trey was a healthy six-year-old boy playing flag football, like just the normal kid things, first grade, you know. And it kind of it was one of those things that just kind of came out of nowhere. And so we were we were actually out of the country at the time mm-hmm. um, when he went into the hospital. Um, grandparents were watching him, which wow. Wow. yeah, it probably took us a little bit to get grandparents to watch our kids again <laughs> for us after that. Right. Right. Like, yeah. Okay, yeah. last time you watched him, he got cancer. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, so that was kind of how we got into this a little bit. So yeah, we did not see it coming. There was no signs. So hmm. it was just like, huh, he got sick. We don't know what it is. And then. And everything, yeah. pretty much for us, right? Sick to diagnosis was like three days, yeah. three wow. or four days. Wow. So that's very different than yeah. a lot of other stories. We yeah, hear. it right. was it was very quick, and yeah. and doctors figured it out real quick. Yeah, it was one of those things that we came back from, and we were actually um, in Europe. We came back from Europe and went direct from the hospital or from the airport to the hospital, and it was like we got there, and it was like that kid in the bed is not our kid. Yeah, wow. like he was that sick. Yeah. And so we were, it was for us like, what happened? Yeah. You and know, but know. at that point they didn't know what it was. We just mm-hmm. knew that this is serious because that's not our kid. Wow. Yeah. You know, that's how bad. That's so how they sick didn't even was. know at that time it was leukemia? Mm-hmm. No, they, okay. they had figured out he had a staph infection and pneumonia. Um, and we knew at that point that was the case. But even when we started asking doctors, it was like, oh, okay, so we know. They were like, no. And we're like, what do you mean? They're like, that's not all that's going on. We can't mm-hmm. figure it out. And so we're like, oh, okay. Uh, so that was the that was a confusing part for probably maybe about 24 hours after mm-hmm. we got home. Yeah. It was it was really confusing. And then, yeah. then of course they ask, hey, um, we think you need to talk to a pediatric oncologist. Yeah. And you're like, those words don't belong together. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. Definitely two words you don't like to hear together, yeah. or even I mean, yeah, you, or part, you never like oncology. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because no, it's no. like, wait, that means cancer. Yeah, and yeah. Mm. you know, so regardless, that's just a word that you don't like to hear. Wow. Yeah. When you, um, you know, because it was such a short deal, you weren't, you didn't have the time to do all the research that we hear a lot of probably other parents going, hey, mm-hmm. you know, you're hearing from weeks from their doctor, oh, it's no big deal, let's try this. Like, yeah, it's not that. I just know it's not that. So you're googling and you're researching, and even in the you know, when you guys were doing it, it was like 2005, and you didn't have the smartphone. There was no iPhone to just okay, pick up and start Google Googling things, right? Yeah. And so you didn't have the opportunity to to do the research and kind of get prepared for what it... So what were your main concerns, like, when you heard that pediatric oncology? 
what are you what are you thinking like what what goes through your head as parents um what doesn't go through your head is probably i i do remember though our doctors and we had a team of doctors and it all felt like they played a very very specific role but the doctor who told us um she got told first i was picking up kirsten at the at, at school um, but when the doctor came back to talk to us, I remember him specifically telling us a ton, like a lot of stuff. And even when he was telling us, he had a hint already of the type of leukemia that Trey had. And he was basically like, hey, if this was going to happen, this, this, was, this is the kind of childhood cancer you, that's, that's better than anything else to get. I know that's like a, such a hard concept to get. Yeah. But you know, he he was already contrasting for us between ALL and AML and other things, and so that certainly, if there was any sort of um, you know help to bring to that or reassurance to bring to that, there was there was at least some of that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it doesn't stop your mind from going crazy places real quick. That's for sure. And it's such a crazy thing to hear because we were told the same thing. Like they were almost excited, like, "Hey, it's ALL," and I'm just. To you get your like, mind what? around the fact that that's like a good thing, that there's yeah. anything about yeah. this that's a positive, it takes you a minute. Right. You're like, yeah. but you still said cancer right. and my right. child. Right. So it really, I like, so I, how can that be matter. good at all? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, and our doctor even used the metaphor. He was like, hey, it's kind of like you got to take a bullet. This is the bullet you want. And wow. it's like, what? Wait, I don't want any bullet. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Yeah. This is the bullet I want. But that's, yeah. that was part of how he told us. Wow. Which makes a lot of sense now. But. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Obviously, understanding and knowing all the different types and stuff. And But yeah. still, when you're getting that news mm. for any parent out there, and I've heard the same thing, it's, it doesn't help, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. even though it's they're meaning it to help. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember talking to your kids about it? Like, what the, and Kirsten, I've known her since, not since she was eight, but for a long time for a long time she's an impressive like she i always felt like she was way more mature beyond her years and just this great Mm -hmm. kid so she probably understood quite a bit i feel like she probably had the capacity for that but do you remember having the discussion with them about what this meant and what this was yeah that's a great question because i think with kirsten it was she can be very um logical and i think her thing was like i want to talk to the doctors <laughs> and we're like yeah. um you're eight but she did she was like she did and we told the doctors she wants to talk to you and they're like okay and so they sat down and had conversations with her because she's oh, like wow. okay so tell me more about this like so this is cancer in his blood and so you know i mean she just had, and i mean they were basic questions they were an eight-year-old questions but mm-hmm. she had them and wanted you know, some confirmation and stuff about it. So we definitely had conversations with her specifically um, because, you know, her world is totally flipping upside down, you know, in that. But then also the, just the conversations of, you know, her kind of like, so what does this mean? You know, and it's like, Mm -hmm. I don't know yet what it means. I think that was the hardest stuff. To not be able to give a child any sort of, barely any clarity, certainly no certainty. Yeah. That was... That was the real difficult part, mm-hmm. I think, for her at that point in time. Well, and for us, but still. Yeah. 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 And then Trey, I mean, he was so sick for a long time, he didn't understand or care other than, when am I going to feel better? Yeah. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, and he there was. some pretty good questions pretty early on. He did. That dude. He's, mm-hmm. um, you know, sometimes it's like you're thinking, like, what's really going on in your mind? And there was one time he asked, he was in the hospital, and he's like, Mom, 
I mean, he's six. He's like, so if there's a special woman God has for me to marry, what happens if I die? As a six-year-old. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and we had never wow. talked about him dying or yeah. like, that was just something we didn't talk about. Right. Like, do we, did we have those thoughts in our head? Of course. But we'd never yeah. communicated that to either one yeah. of the kids, you right. know? Um, I think for us that so was that just was, proof of like, he's thinking about a lot. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's getting the he's gravity our only introvert, of it. So... When he doesn't express stuff, we're just like, well, maybe he's not thinking about it. It's right. like, no, he's thinking no, he's about it. He's thinking a lot. lot. He's yeah. just not yeah. chatting. Yeah. That's yeah. wow. What did you say? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I was probably like, well, buddy. <laughs> okay, God, just, what, what words yeah. do I need to say right now? Because yeah. you, um, you didn't get prepped for that one. I know. Yeah. 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 I don't, oh, honestly, I don't remember what wow. I said. Wow. I think it was something, I kind of remember, I thought it was something around kind of like, well, I'm sure. But I'm sure that if he's got a plan for her, he's got that all figured out. Yeah. Oh, that's a but, good answer. Yeah. It's a yeah. great answer on the fly. Yeah. I gotta tell you. Hey, that, Man, that's what the spirit. A deep question. Yes. I know. Six year old. I know. Well, Trey, if you're listening, kudos, bud. Double questioning. <laughs> questioning skills are top notch. Yeah. Um, it's hard too yeah. when they ask questions. Carter, it was a little bit into it before Carter started asking, like, what if it, what if this doesn't work and things like mm-hmm. that? Because, you know, they mm-hmm. kind of train you to be honest with your kids, which that yeah. took a little time for me because I was all about ready to like I was fine with lying about some things like honestly I was ready to like like, gloss some stuff over over. but when they ask you and you're standing like making dinner or whatever and it comes out and you realize that you're supposed to be honest but then you also they're kids and they're little Mm -hmm. that's a really hard they don't write a manual for how to handle that yeah well how much like how much is safe to tell them and what is Mm -hmm. good for them to Mm -hmm. know versus what do they really not need to know you know and that's a hard line that i feel like we you know struggled with a few times with questions i'm sure yeah i mean you guys so you're parenting uh through these ages that are they're still you know, learning how to do all these different things, how to interact in the world. What does discipline mean? What rules do I follow? What don't I follow? You're, you're, you're parenting them still in those early ages. Mm-hmm. And so when you think back on that, what were some of the challenges of trying to continue to parent them the way you had probably talked about wanting to parent them and now having to do that with this inserted into it because mm-hmm. it was going to change the game a little bit. How did you... How did you adjust, and and what did parenting look like in parenting these guys in the middle of this when they were elementary ages? Yeah, yeah, it's a good question. <laughs> it felt, it yeah, I, it felt like a tag team. I mean, it. We probably shared more parenting during those couple of years than that we ever have. It fe- feels like we we certainly share parenting, but it feels like things ebb and flow between which one of mm-hmm. us is doing what at points in time, but. You know, Trey was in the hospital for the first little over three weeks, mm-hmm. right? Um, and literally, we switched nights every night. Hmm. And so one of us would go pick up Kirsten from school. We'd come back to the hospital. The other one would stay the night and back and forth. And the other one would have her at home that night. Yeah. Um, and so we were able to do that. I think that helped us a lot. Um, it also forced us to talk about stuff, which was great because – you know, you, you get in rhythms and you don't always talk about stuff yeah. with your spouse and you're, you know, trying to figure that out. But in a, in a very positive way, we didn't feel like we had a choice. Um, so that kind of helped us as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think some of it was like, how do we create any sort of sense of normalcy for Kirsten? Mm. 
there's not going to be a way to create a sense of normalcy for him for a while. That's just right. not an option. But how how can we try to do that for her? Uh, so that was something we tried to concentrate on. Concentrate so what did you come up well. with then? Because you're in the journey. You know you're in it now, so you know you're in it for three three and a half years, mm-hmm. right? With boys. Yep. So what what did you guys come up with and thinking through how to create some consistency and normalcy for her in this season? Yeah, I mean, it was, I mean, I think part of what Cliff said of us trading off created some routine for Mm -hmm. them. And I will say as a mom, it was hard for me because I wanted to be at the hospital 24-7 and I wanted to be home 24-7. And so you have this conflict of like, I can't be everywhere and oh my gosh, I'm going to ruin my kids and all this. Mm. Well, that's where God's like, hey, you're not in control anyway. Right. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. good yeah. reminder. Thank good you. Good reminder. Thank you. Um, need that daily. Yeah, and I think it allowed each of us to really invest in our kids for them to see like, oh, mom and dad take care of us. Mm-hmm. You know, which was a really good lesson. But I think as far as like, yes, the way we envision discipline and you know a schedule and all of that, right. totally out the window. Yeah. yeah, I mean, absolutely out the window. And. You know, honestly, with Trey, it was really hard because, I mean, Christy, you know this with steroids, and anybody who's listening who knows about steroids, your kid becomes like a crazy person. You're like, that is not you. Mm -hmm. And so with that behavior, you're like, everything in me wanted to discipline him, but yet he couldn't control it. Yeah. Yeah. In a good way, the doctors are like, hey, you can't. You can't discipline yeah. him for no. this. He has right. no idea what he's doing. Right. There's and he has no he has no way of correcting his right. behavior. There's that's not going to happen. But then you have his sister watching him be and, this horrible yeah. child, yeah. and, and you're going to let him get away like, with it. Yeah. 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 She's, she's basically like, I cannot believe. Like, like if how I did you let him do that? Right. 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 If I did she's that, not, I would be in She's not there mm-hmm. yet to understand totally. it fully, yeah. right? Because yeah. she's still yep. only eight, nine, ten years old. Right. Yeah, so that's the So, yeah, you had the, the whole, like, if I did that, you know, oh, I'd yes. be in trouble. And if, you know, all that. And you're like, I'm trying my best. Mm-hmm. That's what I felt like as a parent. I felt yeah. like we kept trying to go, we're doing our best. But, of course, you can't tell that age kid. Yeah. No. They're like, whatever, in my world right now, you yeah. know, this is you're not right doing on. very well. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, if you knew how hard we were trying. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think as I think of discipline of as I talk to parents who are kind of in that right now, of just like, hey, give yourself some grace. Like you need to give yourself grace as parents because yeah. you can't you can't do it like you want to do it. That's that playbook is out the window. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, OK, with our scenario right now. What does that look like? And yeah. how can we honor each other as husband and wife and make sure we're on the same page? Because when it comes to disciplining your kids, if you're mm. not on the same page, they <laughs> right. know. Right. Yes, they, yep. they will play you. I do remember us so. still asking, though, like if if they would ask something, it was kind of like, did you ask your mom already? You know, yeah. It was yeah. always a mm-hmm. – that was, that was still a pattern we kept. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah, so I mean, we tried to keep as much normal as possible, but there's some things that you just have to mm-hmm. – you just have to be flexible on and yeah. parenting and schedules and that kind of thing was one of those things for us. And it's daunting because especially for what our sons had, you're looking at a very long time. Mm-hmm. Like you're not looking at just a short term. Well, this is just for six months mm-hmm. or this is just till the end of the. I mean, they're six. They were both six when they're diagnosed. And mm-hmm. you're thinking, OK, they'll be done when they're almost 10. 
Right. right. You know, like, that, this is going to be a third of their life. Right. That's they. He, Carter wasn't even really tying his shoes well. And I'm thinking he'll be done. And they told me, you know, in fourth grade, I'm like, he's in kindergarten. Like, he's just finishing yeah. kindergarten. Yeah. That's such a long period, especially when your kids are little. It feels very, very long. Now that very time long. seems like nothing. But right. it's such a long period to look at. I'm a planner and I like to look ahead. But I, can't, I couldn't because it was mm-hmm. so daunting to think, is this right now what it uh, do I have to do this right now? And it's, is it going to get better? And you don't know mm-hmm. in the beginning if it's going to get better. Yeah. I mean, I think it does get easier and you kind of figure things out. But to try and plan parenting or anything like that, knowing that this is going to be this much time of your life is just mentally daunting, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So what did you guys do for you? Um, and, and when I say for you, I, I'm really – there's a couple different pieces of that. For you as a couple, because you mm-hmm. talked about that a little bit a second ago, or at least referenced it, uh, and then individually even for you, just on the personal self-care side, and then also on just the marriage care side. Like, yeah. how did you guys navigate that? Because, you know, I have I have three kids, and, and I've gone through those ages without childhood cancer and marriage was you had to work on it (laughs) right just all everything going on with all the kids and you know all the different things happening and all that and then you add this in what did that look like for you Mm -hmm. guys well i'll start with the self-care piece um because i think it's the self-care helps the marriage piece you know um and when you have a sick child it's like kind of the first thing to go is your self-care yeah because you're like hey i got time for that later right but not right now you know um and so i think it took a while to get into a cycle of that but i think for me personally it was kind of i mean it's still the same things you know it doesn't change when your kid has cancer but it's like how am i going to stay spiritually healthy mentally healthy you know mentally emotionally healthy and physically healthy um and so you know it's just figuring out a new routine for Hmm. that and kind of going back to giving yourself grace, giving myself some grace. Yeah. Um, I'll yeah, say. At the same time, it's not going to go. Different. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to look exactly like normal. Yeah. Um, physically, like, <clears throat> that was a struggle for me at first because I would find myself sitting. Um, Trey would be in the hospital and he'd go to sleep and I would sit there. I had a trail mix that I'd buy from the yeah. <laughs> snack shop downstairs and me and like a People magazine just, you know, to totally take my brain out of real world right. and snack mix. <laughs> I was like, mm. so about 10 pounds later, I was like, this has got to change, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, so that was a, a way of me dealing with stress that I was like, that's not healthy. Like that yeah. can't keep going. So, you know, unfortunately it, it happened and it's like, okay, let's change that and reevaluate and do something different, Yeah, you know, but it came to simple things like, um, you know, for staying emotionally healthy, I know for me it's getting outside. So it's like, go walk outside in the parking lot. I would literally go walk outside the hospital parking lot just to get some fresh air. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it's all different things. Um, but yeah, I feel like it's it's the same. You just have to adapt. Yeah. Well, so. and I think you said give yourself grace. I also think you have to give yourself permission because mm-hmm. it's it's not that you don't care. It's just it feels a little selfish. Like, okay, yeah. I could go walk outside. Or I, for me, it was food. Like, I just never went to the cafeteria. I was like, it's it's so far away. It was not far away, but it felt like, you know, eight floors down or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Carter's sitting there in bed, and I'm just like, no, I'm just going to stay with him. And then mm-hmm. days would go by, and I'm like, yeah, I haven't eaten since, like, Tuesday. But it, it feels like your, your whole self is just caring for this child, mm-hmm. and so it feels weird mm-hmm. to say, well, I'm going to do this thing just for me that's going to make me feel better. It just it right. doesn't feel natural right. for a while. 
but so you it's have the, to yeah it's the put your mask on first sort of thing yeah right? yeah mm -hmm. i mean it, yeah. it sounds so cliche but but it is there's truth it is. to it yeah. there's so much truth to it yeah, absolutely yeah. yeah and then if you're not with a child at the hospital you're thinking i need to be or i should yes. the should yes. like totally take over i should be doing this with my other child or with my husband or with my mm -hmm. friends who are doing my laundry and cleaning my house right. like i should go do something for them and it's like yeah. Yeah, the shoulds can totally take over. Yes. And I think you have to just let those go. Or maybe you're texting the husband that's in the hospital every five minutes because you're worried because you're not there. And you mm -hmm. yeah. you just yeah. maybe don't trust what's going on without you. I mean, maybe. It, maybe. Maybe that's happening for somebody else for other people. There. I've heard from others. Yeah. I've heard from others that that's what they do when they're home with their other children. But um, that can take up a lot of your time also mm -hmm. when you can't get your brain on anything else. Yeah, Eric yeah. probably doesn't know what you're talking about. No, I'm sure he yeah. never. No, <laughs> not at all. I I think I've been told several times we got this stop calling kind of thing but and as far as marriage I know that you prioritize that because I knew you all before I knew that Trey had cancer I met you first mm -hmm. and it was a couple weeks before you told your story I remember going home and telling Eric okay that you were teaching a class and I was in it and I was like okay, Tracy and Cliff, their son has cancer and they're, they're so normal. Like they come every week and they're like, they're yeah, energetic and they all that stuff. And then you, I don't know if you remember this, but you came to see me in the hospital really early. Like we didn't know it was leukemia, but we kind of thought it was, but we had to wait for testing. And I remember you said something to me, you told me not to, you know, I was asking you all these questions, like firing off. And you, you said, you know, don't get ahead of yourself. You don't have a diagnosis yet. And then you said something about marriage and I heard you, but at the same time I was like, why why is she telling me this right now <laughs> I don't. and then later I was like she's so wise but at first I have to I have to say I was a little bit like no that's not on my top 100 right now like yeah. Eric will be fine I'll just catch mm -hmm. up with yeah. him later I got something yeah. going on right here yeah which is true you did have right. something going on right there. I did but you also have Eric who is your spouse right for life Yes. And that lasts longer than what happens in the hospital, mm -hmm. which that's a hard concept when you're in the hospital. Yeah. It is. Well, yeah. You just really even is. brought up, you know, you're going to be in this for a while. Yeah. And so it's kind of like, well, hey, if your child, you know, if your kid's going to be sick for a week or two, you're kind of like, yeah, whatever. We figure it out. <laughs> and, and you can, you can pivot and go do that. But when all of a sudden you're in for like, oh, it's going to be years. Okay. Now what do we do? Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Did you focus? I mean, did it take you a while to focus on that? Or, I mean, you just always seem like you have it all together. So maybe you just knew that instantly. <laughs> That's so but how true. did you come? I'm like, how yeah. far along did you get before you're like, yeah, we got to start focusing on this here? Yeah, I, I don't know that it was long before we thought that. I mean, we did have for us going in, you know, we had regular date nights. We spent a lot of time together. That was already kind of habit for us in a very positive way. The thing I remember about things like that and like how to concentrate on each other was, again, it was kind of like your same comments about this has just got to look different. So, um, like, how do you go on a date when even when you get back home right. and your kid's home, but he can't go anywhere? Mm -hmm. And you're kind of like, now what do we do? Can we leave him alone? And we would have friends that would actually come watch him. But instead of going out maybe to dinner and a movie and going on a three-hour date, it's kind of like... Hey, let's just go to the store together, yeah. <laughs> and grocery shop. Yes. But if you can, it was almost like if we can turn some of these, some of these things that we have to do, into kind of like, okay, how do we, how do we go have some time together, um, and actually try to talk about something other than, other than the kids, then I felt like that was, that felt important. Hmm. Mm -hmm. um, 
So yeah, yeah. And I think what you said about letting friends watch the kids, like, because there's something in you that's like, I will do it the best. Mm-hmm. And letting people help you is sometimes really hard to do because you're like, mm-hmm. I should be able to control this. Yes. I should be able mm-hmm. to handle. I can still it. do all this. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I can be Superwoman. He can be Superman. But to let friends come and help. That was a little bit tough sometimes, you know, Mm -hmm. and I think to let them come and stay in the hospital and stay with Kirsten and Trey while we went to the cafeteria and had dinner together. Like, it sounds so minor, but it's so important. Walk down in the hall together holding hands and go have dinner in Mm -hmm. a nasty hospital cafeteria, (laughs) Right. you know, (laughs) but it was still time and it shows value to our kids of, hey, we're still going to value each other, even though like life is crazy they need a solid foundation and so it was kind of that like how can we provide a solid foundation for them and that's what they knew Hmm. was us you know we made a point of like hey you are going to have babysitters because we're important Mm -hmm. and so that was just part of what they knew so that was seemed normal to them yeah it felt selfish kind of yeah yeah you know like what just what you were saying Mm -hmm. but that's but they'd seen us doing it for years so it it wasn't just completely out of yeah and it's not, we are not perfect. So <laughs> as you share that, I was like, oh, girl, there's so much there. Um, you know, so, yeah, it's always trial and error. And it's always that, like, coming back together to be like, okay, what's working in this? What's not working? And having that communication is so important. But even in that time, it was so easy, like you said, of just letting letting things go. And we'd have to stop and be like, we need to talk about that. We need to talk about what's going on, you know. So it was um, – just keeping that a priority yeah i would imagine as as you were talking about just the whole idea of letting friends you know do stuff because it's not easy to say yes right um mm-hmm. we, well, we like to be the yeah. ones to help right we want to yes. be that yeah. person yeah. Yes. not re- and most people right most yeah. people are usually like i that. think yeah. um i would imagine if you're a friend and you get told no so many times you stop asking right well, and I think you know, you know this was maybe a benefit on our side too that we were certainly not in control of, but we had friends that didn't ask. Like uh, I, yeah, yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. In, a, in a positive mm-hmm. way, right? Because, and I've done this too, so I've 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 done this sort of thing where you're kind of like, hey, if there's anything I can do, let me know. More than likely, you're not going to get an answer right. to that, right? But instead, we'd have we'd have somebody show up and kind of go leave. Yeah. Oh, okay. Even if you guys just run to the store and grab something, or I'd come home in the mo- the lawns mode, and I'm like, well, who who did that? Yeah, I honestly you never, never knew. would have said yes if somebody no, said no. If yeah. they would have yeah. asked me, I never yeah. would have known. Yeah, same thing. Uh, we'd come home and laundry would be done, and you're yeah. like, who did our laundry? Yeah, that's personal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those are very good friends. Yeah. Or if they weren't, they are now. Yeah, yeah. but and the, they're still friends. Yeah. yeah, and I think the one of the best parts about it too. One, they never asked. They just did. And we never actually even knew. Yeah. So we would we would thank the masses, if you will. Yeah. But, but yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. So what I hear there is really for two different groups, right? If you're a family that's going through it, uh, don't get in the rhythm of saying no. Oh, because gosh, if you yeah. say no too much, people aren't going to keep asking. Yeah. Because they're they just know what your answer is going to be. Yeah. And then for those that are listening that, uh, you know, you're a friend through this go and do mm-hmm. um, don't ask yeah, obviously you know don't get 
you know too much and start like you know breaking down their deck because you saw a lot <laughs> or something but right go and cut a cut yeah. grass yeah. or show up at the door and say hey we've got your kids tonight or just show up at the house knock on the door with food mm-hmm. it can go in the freezer if they don't mm-hmm. eat it that yeah, night totally. yeah just go and do don't necessarily wait you know for them to just say oh hey we could use some help with this because yeah. most families are are just like you i know you talked about it mm-hmm. as well christy the yeah. same thing of you're not really just going to start going on and asking for help no no yeah um, well and like christy even when you mentioned when carter was sick mm-hmm. that's the reason tracy just went yeah. like she didn't ask right she just went because if she'd asked i probably would have been like no we're no, fine. fine you know right. but when right. i saw her there i was like oh, like i oh thank you so right. like you know just to see her because right. i knew she knew stuff so yeah and i've done that to a few people and i would have mm-hmm. never done that honestly i'm that's not my personality at all but i have heard of people through friends like hey my friend and they're at showa and I'm i've actually go. showed up and they don't even know me i you at least we knew each other <laughs> um and i would i at the time i'm like why am i doing this but i did i just showed up and i'm like hey you don't know me but we have a mutual friend and I'm just here to answer questions, and my son was that age or whatever, and I would have never done that before. Yeah. Well, and we yeah. didn't know any better. The only reason we knew to even do that is because people had done right. that for us. Yeah. Yeah. So that wasn't like yeah. some magic secret right. that yeah. we had and figured that out. It was, oh, gosh, what was most helpful to us? Mm-hmm. People yeah. just showing up. Yeah. Good. Well, that's great, and I hope, I hope that um, that folks hear that today and, and, uh, yeah, and do something different. Yeah, I especially um, in that light of that, thinking about single parents, hmm. if I'm like, I mean, my heart just is like, I don't know how, I, I so respect single parents. I don't know how you do that with a healthy Because I don't know how you do that, yeah. yeah. With, you know, so much going on in the world. And so for single parents, I so hope that they would regularly accept help from others. Yeah. Yes. You Absolutely. know, because they, especially, at least ones that I've known, they're so much like, I've got this. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, and they want to be strong and all of it, which we all do, but... You know, it's like accept help because this is definitely a, a lengthy. No matter what your child has, mm-hmm. it's it's a marathon. It is like yeah. you're not going to be able to do the whole thing without some help. Mm-hmm. Yes, which is so humbling. Yes, it is. I mean, it's such a humbling place Trying to be. be dependent. But I feel like right. I'm a better I'm a better person on the other side. Like I totally. I would have maybe passed over things before thinking, well, it's private or I don't want to bother them or things like that. But now I know how to help. And Mm -hmm. I know to just say, hey, I know you have clinic Tuesday, so I'm going to have your kids instead of, do you want help with your kids? You know, I I just, I'm better at it. I'm better at accepting help, but I'm also much better at giving it, having to be on the other side. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I had to wrap up um, one more question uh, and then we'll we'll finish out uh, for folks. Uh, But looking back, and there's parents listening right now and they're new to this mm-hmm. right this is brand new and they're at the start of that tunnel that you guys have been through and they can't see the light yet uh, what is one piece of just advice that you guys learn from uh, from a, a marriage perspective that you would share with them now um, almost like you're showing up to see christy right at the hospital What's something you can share with them that's going to help them get through whatever the length of time their journey is, whether it's leukemia for three and a half yeah. years or if yeah. it's a, a year of, of treatment with some other um, childhood cancer, what would you share with them? That's a good question. One piece. Um, I think for me, as I think about it, like I know I really valued certainty in life. Um, but there's a lot of this really brings up uncertainty and mm-hmm. it makes you kind of go, OK, like, what can I trust? And yeah, there I is know. No certainty in this. Yeah, absolutely. 
and I know for me, like for and for us, like we have a trust in God and trust in Jesus as our Savior. And it's one of those things of I'm like, I don't know what we would have done without that hmm. because our trust and hope in Jesus is, I think, really what got us through. Because when you look at our circumstances, they they weren't good. Yeah, you know, and it's like you look at the world that we live in, and it's not always good. And so I think for me, just kind of going, hey, what am I going to put my hope in? And for me, it was, who am I going to put my hope in? Mm. Um, and it's actually, that's I have a tattoo that says hope, and that's kind of where that came from because yeah. I really wanted to remember who my hope is in. And so just my piece of advice, I would say, is you know a lot of things in this world are not certain. Um, and so I would just really kind of question and go, hey, what is certain in your life? And I know for us, that's Jesus, and everybody mm. has to answer that question for themselves. Yeah. You guys have used a phrase that I've stolen uh, and used many times um, because it's just so appropriate. And you've um, you've talked about having hope uh, in something bigger than not not having hope in, yeah. but having hope in something bigger than just a cure, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but having a hope yeah. in Jesus. And I think that's just so appropriate. Yeah, because you're right. You're in a world of just such uncertainty. So, um, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Um, I think my first thought goes to, you have to talk to people. Um, it feels like, especially with dads, there's so much that goes on in our heads. Um, and you think I'm the only one that's having these crazy thoughts. Yeah. And you're not, you have to talk to your spouse and you have to talk to other people. Um, it's going to be really hard to kind of let some of that stuff out and to ask questions. And, you know, if you can find other families that are going through some of this too, that's great. But even your other friends, but let some of those, those, what you think are crazy thoughts out yeah. and talk to people about it and talk to your spouse about it. Yeah. Um, staying up in your own head, just, it doesn't help the situation at all. It just makes it worse. It yeah. makes it so, so much worse and makes you feel isolated and alone. And you're not, mm. you're not, but, um, trying to figure out how to how to get outside yourself in that was yeah. was huge for me. I that's that. I mean that's just great advice. Um, so dad's listening, um, man, listen to that. You're not the only one. You're not alone. Um, so Cliff, thanks for sharing that. And moms that don't like talking about their feelings. I'm just going <laughs> to intersect that in there. I mean, just, I'm just saying there are moms there are out, there. out there. There are some there are out some. there that yes. find it difficult to talk about hard feelings with people. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Super yeah. important. Very important. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Yep. Um, Cliff and Tracy, thank you guys so much. This was great. Thanks for opening up the door to a little bit of your story and sharing it with everybody. Sure. I know it's going to be really beneficial for them. We've heard it, but it's always great to hear it again. It's thank just, you. Uh, yeah, it's just fun sitting with you guys. And uh, yeah, we really appreciate y'all. Well, thank you. Yeah, thanks. thanks guys. Pleasure being part of it. To everyone listening, if you want to learn more about Lighthouse and the resources we have to support families going through childhood cancer, just visit our website at lighthousefamilyretreat.org. We are grateful you joined us today, and we will see you later on the next episode of the Lighthouse Podcast.